This podcast may contain adult language and adult themes. On the other hand, it may not. Sort of a podcast lucky dip. Welcome to the Happy Oxygen Podcast. My name is Simon Nichols and I am a dog walker. A dog walk for me is just over 25 minutes. I needed a podcast that was perfect for dog walks or anything else you do in 26 minutes. This is it. The Happy Oxygen Podcast is here to make you smile, laugh or feel a bit happier about yourself. Each episode will feature a special guest who will be asked why laughter and happiness has helped them on their journey through life and how that drives their positivity. This week, my guest is Ed Smith. Ed is the owner and founder of Scuba Mercia, Spain's premier paddy five-star training centre. It's based on the La Manga Strip in Mercia. Ed lives on the beach with his girlfriend, Joe and their two dogs, Calypso and Cleo. And it's funny you should have two dogs because, as everybody knows in this podcast, please enjoy your dog walk or other associated podcast listening activity. Ed Smith, bloody hell, this has taken a long time to get <laughs> off the ground, doesn't it? Feels like it. Feels like forever. It's like trying to get a phone call between me and you. Just the, the part of the fun is actually trying to get the phone call. It's not the discussion that ever happens on the phone call. It's the chase. It's all about the chase. So I feel like you've been chasing me forever. And it's the expectation as well. And I was I was talking to someone the other day, and so you know there is there is a there is a reason that some of these guests, um, or, or some of these guests, some individuals appear on this uh, on this podcast. Not only because I'm fascinated by what they've got to say, but they're also very good friends. And uh, Ed and I go back yonks yeah 20 years for 20 25 more maybe 25 years i reckon 20 25 make us sound old oh my god that's terrible it does i mean because we we both met when we were seven yeah that's Um, right of course course, we were uh, primary school weren't we yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah early early 30s as we find ourselves now in two and you look well for it as well for your early 30s i must admit you got at least your own hair just about, yeah, yeah. Um, is I have a highly oh reflective goodness. surface on the top of mine, actually. <laughs> there is a, um, we, we, whilst we do record this, just for the podcast listeners, listeners, um, obviously Ed and I can see ourselves, and Ed's just uh, just blinded me, blinded me with the, uh, the thing. I'm not sure if I've got that much more up there. I think yours has got thicker. You must be using product or something. I, um, I've got some product on it, but not just for men, which is what uh, Kelly always uh, says. Other hair products are available. <laughs> do you have to say things exactly. like that? <laughs> um, well, I, I do try and put in lots of product placement, and which we're still trying to get. Um, we, we've, we've mentioned various comedians in the uh, in the past, and we're still trying to get Greg Davis on, okay. the, uh, on the podcast. Everybody cool. knows him. Um, or Mackenzie Crook, because uh, we might two, want to, two legends yeah. of comedy. Brilliant. Two legends of comedy. Brilliant. So anyway, right. And um, you should mention that, more stuff as well. You get more free free stuff sent you. You just want free shit, don't you? You just want famous friends and free shit. That's all you want. I, all I'm saying is if Cabris, Nestle, <laughs> um, uh, Ferreira Rocher, whoever wants to uh, endorse this wonderful podcast, you uh, feel free to do it by just sending products and stuff. So uh, is there anybody from the dive world that you'd like to give a shout out to in terms of product placement? That's a really interesting point, actually. Look, I spend most of my time trying to avoid those people, to be honest. <laughs> no, that's not true. A lot of the guys that I work with, so our suppliers and a lot of the key people in the industry, I, it's quite a small industry, so we know each other pretty much anyway. So, yeah, if I start listing names, it just sounds like I'm saying hello to like a bunch of my friends, really. So, um, no, you, I will say gone... hello to Joe because she's not actually here today. That's probably the most important one. Um She's in the UK at the moment, just 
attending birthdays and stuff like that. So she's left me uh, to manage the place on my own, which is always a, a big mistake. Although I haven't burnt the place down and no one's died. So actually, it's been a pretty good week, actually. Uh, um, I was going to say, So yeah. I should say hello is to it, her. Uh, it, hello, Joe. And um, is it uh, is it worth noting that you didn't add the word yet to that? You haven't yet burnt the, uh, the place down. No, I, have flo- it has, I haven't flooded it, but it did flood a couple of days ago. Um, we got a little leak in the ceiling and it rained. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so I had to mop all that up. But, you know... It happens. Well, anyway, for the uh, for the listeners of the <laughs> of the Happy Oxygen podcast, they're, they're they're probably thinking, well, it's lovely that Ed and Simon are, are catching up, but so uh, let's get on with the uh, with the actual podcast in hand. And thank you for um, a lovely Ed introduction Swift. as well. There we go, very good. And That's I don't actually live on the beach. I live sort of, you know, that would indicate that I'm some sort of homeless hobo with a, a permanent sandy disposition, which I am not. I do have a house. It happens to be next to the beach. But thank you. It, it's 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 a stone's throw, isn't it? Quite literally. <laughs> Quite literally. If, yeah. if you're if you are maybe a, a small, um, I don't know, the only, uh, let's say a small disabled badger, you might not be able to hit the beach cool. with everybody else with, your with, a, with, with an arm that works. Yeah, absolutely. And what's what's very frustrating is though is that it's taken, we were discussing just now, it's been four years since I've been out there. So um, uh, to uh, to La Manga, so I, I need to make it. I need to make it happen. You do you in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two is the year to do stuff. Apparently, so make it your it year is. to come and come out here and at least get back in the water and dive and you know come and spend I some time know. in the sunshine. So looking forward to that. Right, Ed Smith, we uh, we, we we digress no more. Um, tell me how you're feeling today, but I want the answers in colours and sounds. Very interesting way of asking someone how they feel. Uh, colors and sound. I've always got sounds in my head, always, like a permanent music or something. So it's quite easy for me to, to tap into that one. Um, it's kind of jazz today, a little bit of jazz music, maybe a saxophone solo, always guitar. doesn't matter what, what, what's going on in my brain, there's always some guitar doing something. So I'm probably in a, a jazz saxophone mood with a little bit of, bit of guitar. Color, mm, don't know, orange, orange is always my color, I think. Orange, I guess it's uh, the colour of sunlight. And, yeah, it's, uh, it. it's, a, it's a good, sunshine. it's a good colour, nice and bright. It is a great colour. And on that note, we were talking earlier. I went straight into detectors. I didn't muck about. Um, you know, there's uh, from a comedy perspective, but that's my comedy. What's your comedy? Your go-to comedy that makes you chuckle? Do you mean what I like to watch or listen to in that respect, or what sort of what? It's, it's <laughs> almost built uh, into me it, genetically. It, it's, it's almost a rhetorical question because what we're talking about here is potentially comedy series. What's your maybe the favourite moment in any comedic series that uh, as soon as you think about it, uh, whether that be a Life of Brian sketch or just something like that, it just makes you instantly chuckle? Oh, that's a really good question. Loads, isn't it? It's just so varied because there's so many comedy shows that you said Monty Python, anything from Monty Python, as soon as someone mentions something, it's a very naughty boy, that's it, it's in straight away and you've got the whole the whole scene just coming into your head which can spark all sorts. Um, the classic one for me, I reckon, is Del Trotter, be cool, Trig, leaning on the bar and just the bar's not there and you know it's the classic where he falls over. To me, it's four seconds of absolute comedy and don't matter how miserable you are you watch that you see del boy fall over bang that's that's a classic for me and that's got to be what 30 years old i reckon that that little piece of piece of tv so it's something almost, like that perhaps. it's almost it's almost worth not googling it mate <laughs> it will only upset us what how, um, is it how old is, is it more than 30 years no, it can't I don't be more know. Than I don't know. I don't, do you know what? I don't want to know. Something like um, that, I reckon. You... Like, look, everything else is is awesome. I could sit and watch any Monty Python 
TV show or movie or something like that. But the modern stuff as well, modern. God, now when people say that, you know they're old, don't you? Oh, the modern stuff. Yeah, I forget I said that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we'll get that edited out. We'll get that. Ed, Ed doesn't say modern stuff anymore, <laughs> meaning in the last With fifteen the cool years. Kids. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Mm. Um, when you think back, Ed, think back for your illustrious career and all the things that you've done and maybe all the positive influences and maybe the positive people in your life, who's made you laugh out loud the most? There's this one guy pops into my head straight away. There's this one guy. He's, he's, a, he's a cheeky little chappy and his name's Simon Nichols. <laughs> he's always there. Yeah, you make me laugh more than most people I know, actually, to be honest on the end of the phone or or anything so yeah i reckon it's you me old mucker oh that's very nice of you to say that we do we do have we do get in some scrapes don't we and we do have a we do have a laugh from time to time and uh i think for the most part for me is just the the way that our conversations disappear into a uh into an abyss sometimes a rabbit hole that's normally your fault yeah i know i know the rabbit hole of despair usually yeah it's true isn't it it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We'd always find some ridiculous tangent. And that goes back to what you said about comedy earlier on, because we've got similar sort of tastes in in humour and comedy. Our brains are just oh, they're easily distracted by stupid things. So whenever we chat, it's easy for us just to talk nonsense. And, and quite often we do. And it's enjoyable nonsense. It is. Well, I'm I think it would scare compliment. other people to death, to be honest. <laughs> we, we did once think about recording our conversations, very similar to what we're doing today. Yeah. There, uh, maybe, maybe another, another, maybe, uh, maybe there's an offshoot. Maybe we can do an offshoot. The Edmonds. Well, we were going to, weren't we? And yeah, exactly. Well, well, that's it. Perhaps, we were, the there you go. Perhaps this is the launching platform for your real career. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the Ed and Simon show. Um, right. Um, I don't know. Well, actually, by your own admission, you haven't listened to many Happy Oxygen podcast uh, episodes previously, no. so you won't know that over here at Thrive we have something called the Virtual Happy Jar. Now, I'm really intrigued as to what you're going to put in this because our happy jar is limitless. Um, there's, I put a blue whale in it to begin with. Okay, it's got cool. a Boeing 737. I know exactly what's got... going in. Even before you list off all these wonderful, amazing things, I know exactly what's going to go in. Well, it's also got Greg Davis in it. So you can put living, I breathing put me, human beings. Okay, so can it be an animal objects, animals? It, it can be whatever you want. The idea being is that when someone else opens it, um, not only will they get the shock of their lives when uh, uh, yeah, Bob Mortimer comes up for air. Oh, um, is he already in there? Someone put Bob Mortimer in already. Bob, Bob Mortimer's already in there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's quite this. Uh, what we're going to do at some stage is actually list who and what is in our Can our I put more than job. one thing in it? Someone did ask that before, and, and I did say yes. So if you want to, if you want to put two things in it, um, because once again it is limitless. So well, I've got, two, two, I got two, two things that are absolutely closely linked, and you can't have one without the other. Um, so realistically, they both have to go in at the same time. Go on then, go for it. What do you want to put in our virtual happy jar? Okay, an octopus. Nice. And an erasable biro. Obviously, like I said, those two things go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. They're just, and it's my happy place. A pen that you can write whatever you like, get it wrong and rub it out again, but it's still a biro. It's not a pencil, the erasable biro. And an octopus, because obviously it can hold it. And it can hold up to eight of those at any one time. So it had, you know, the dexterity to write many, many things at once and erase them all at the same time as well. So, you know, anyone that's got an erasable biro will understand the link between the octopus. And octopus, just amazing. They're beautiful creatures, um, very misunderstood, super intelligent. They can change their shape, change their color. Um, yeah, 
Very cool. Very, very cool. I'm loving the fact that we're going to bring joy to the world by the writing and the raising of presumably some the form of, of an octopus. Ink. Mm, absolutely. Excellent. There you go. That's yeah. it. You found the link. The ink. I, uh, I, I, well, it, it's not only that, but it's, I think it's um, of, of all of the uh, things that people have put in the five happy jars. I think that's the one that's going to, uh, um, I, I guess, could perplex people the uh, the most when they open it and they're <laughs> engulfed by this <laughs> this cloud of ink as this octopus <laughs> tries to escape, effectively the blue whale, um, and presumably people trying to uh, to catch it as well. But uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant! We have a, an octopus and an erasable biro. If you haven't got um, one, I would suggest you get one. Actually, uh, an erasable biro and an octopus, but an erasable biro definitely it will change change your life. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm immediately. Well, what we can do is in the show notes we put um, links to your social media and uh, websites and stuff. Um, but we might actually put one to an erasable biro. Uh, just so. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm sure other erasable pens are, uh, are are available as well. Is biro a trademark? No, it's not. Oh, there we go. We don't have to it's worry about it. It's a colloquialism, I think. Is that the right word? Ah, mm. if anyone from Parker um, or, uh, or who wants to send us some erasable biros, once again, we uh, uh, PO box. Uh, one, no, not <laughs> PO box at all. But the octopus, um, definitely. Talk- Octopuses is a great. That's for me. That's a happy thing. As a diver, whenever I see octopuses, they just cheer me right up. They're great. Not that I need cheering up very often at all. I'm quite a happy person. But um, octopuses are. Yeah, they kind of they've recently, actually, interestingly, been granted. Um, what's the word? You're not allowed to do animal testing on them in, mo- in the in Europe now. The EU have declared that the octopus is a, a sentient being, and you're not allowed to to do animal testing on them. Whereas previously, to I think it was last year, you were allowed to do animal testing on on octopus. But because they've suddenly realised that although it's a cephalopod, it is actually something that that's got feelings and, and things like that, so you're not allowed to, to test on them, which is great, because they're awesome creatures, very interactive and we're, very intelligent. We're a strange species, aren't we, the way that we sort of, you know, we, we pretend to care for things, and yet at the other times we're... Uh, uh, we, anyway, we're, we're not going down that route, I can tell you. What we're going about is inspiration and empowerment, and we talk about that a lot on Happy Oxygen. Um, what I'd like to know, Ed, is what's the one saying or the one phrase or the one thing that when you say it or you see it or you read it, it just lifts you up a little bit? Very good question. Um, I don't know. A saying. Or like a, a, a proper, I don't know. Like a proper a saying. Phrase, a, proper, a proper phrase or just something that I might a use. A motivational to... quote, a motivational word. Something that just makes you, uh, when you hear it or hear someone say it, or maybe it's a, one of the mantras that you use in life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really, to be honest. I can't say there's anything that I would specifically say, well, go on then, go up and do it. And just, I think it's sort of in me anyway, to be honest, to, to do stuff. If I need things doing, I just tend to motivate myself to do it. I suppose motivation, it's not something that, I wouldn't. It's not an internal monologue or a phrase or anything like that that I would use. But yeah, my motivation is quite high. So brilliant. My one's always along the lines of, um, um, "It'll be all right in the end." And if it's not all right, it's, <laughs> it's not, not the, the end. end. Yeah, see, cheesy yeah. but true. Yeah. Cheesy but true. No, for it me, is. I don't. I don't tend to have no, things like that that I'd follow. But yeah, that, you read things like that, and it, or you hear other people say it, it's like, "Yeah, great, nice one." Um, um, I don't know. Are you? sort of box me into a corner there because I, I don't know stuff like that doesn't really <laughs> i don't know no 
It's uh, the, the the answers are whatever you make them. It's your program. It's your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we mentioned comedy shows earlier, and um, is there like a, a film or a series from your childhood, which as we discussed, wasn't very long ago, um, that uh, that you uh, that, that again just brings that smile to your face? Is there a childhood from TV? Ed's life. Blimey. Low, oh, I used to watch so much telly when I was a kid. So much. I was addicted to the TV. Uh, I used to... I used to <laughs> the Wombles. I used to love the Wombles. Wombles were amazing. For people who don't know what the Wombles are, it's a 1970s, maybe 90, yeah. late 70s, early 80s animated TV kid show about this bunch of, uh, I suppose, environmental activists. If you look back on it now, they were they were the, the green... What were they? Recycling. They were recycling little wow. bears, weren't they, from Wimbledon Common. I used to like that. That was great. Rainbow. I used to like any kids' TV shows I used to really like. Um, the A-Team. Oh, Knight Rider. I absolutely used to love Knight Rider. A man in a car that could... Yeah, brilliant. The Incredible Hulk, though, was probably my favourite, I reckon. Oh, a man that turns green choice. and does good and is just muscly and angry and, rah, and can destroy things, but always save the, you know, save the day, get the girl, kill the baddies. Amazing, yeah. Awesome. How do you spread or share your happiness? How do I spread or share my happiness? Just by being me, I suppose. Yeah. Nothing super modest, as always. Nothing. <laughs> um, how do how do you, how do you make you? Because I mean, I know you personally, and mm. uh, you know, as I say, you've a huge influence in my life over the years. And uh, as we've we've had some we've we've had some laughs and that. So I know how you you make me feel. But um, how do you sort of how would you go around to make someone like you just met? What would you do to make them feel included or, or welcome? Because you you work in you know in, in the scuba diving business and you're meeting new people every day. How do you how does you make them feel worthwhile? So part of what I do on a day to day basis anyway is working with the, the general public, and it's very much a customer service job that I do. You know what I'm I'm never going to say I'm lucky doing what I'm doing. I'm not lucky because I made the choices that I made, so I'm here by my own merit. You know it might sound a bit arrogant, but the only reason I'm doing this job is because I chose to do it. So I can sort of rub that off onto other people if you like they're here because they want to do something interesting something adventurous they want to see cool stuff so they're already a little bit sort of motivated when they come in in to see me at work anyway so my job in in that respect is is quite easy for me to say yeah it's going to be great you know we're going to get in the water you're going to see loads of cool stuff you're going to see octopus maybe holding a pen so any anything weird and exciting it's quite easy to uh, to motivate people like that um so to make them they don't, they're already happy when they're coming in nine times out of ten, unless they got lost on the way here. We do get a lot of grumpy customers that get lost coming into the shop. We're not easy to find. Um, so we have to be nice to them. Um, but I'm quite enthusiastic about what I do. I love what I do. So it's easy for me to express that to other people, I think. If I can be quite happy and excited about what I do for, for my job, um, people are already, they've already made that decision to come in here and want to do it with us anyway. So... It's, I don't find things like that particularly difficult. That's in a work situation. So out, outside of work, it's probably pretty much the same, really. You know, I'm quite an easygoing bloke. I'm quite, I'm quite excitable. Um, so, yeah, probably it just rubs off, doesn't it, if you're a little... So it annoys some people, though. If you're a little bit too excitable, I think some people don't quite understand that. Some people go, oh, what, what are you so happy about? Why are you so energetic? Why are you so... Uh, in it? But, ah, never mind. 
You can't please everybody. Just high, high on life sometimes. Yeah, you that's can't the, please uh, everybody. And I that sometimes that's part of your own sort of well-being as well, isn't it? Knowing the fact that, do you know what? I'm happy. You might not be. Well, you've got your reasons for not being happy and I've got my reasons for being happy. It's not my job to 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 make you happy if you don't want to be. So. And I think it's uh, it's quite interesting because um, Kelly, is, uh, my wife, as you know very well, um, has um, often describes um, um, me and you as sort of people that can light up a room without even trying because I just think when we, we, we sort of I, I felt it was like we can we I try and make everybody included. So if you're if you're in the room, whether you want to be included or otherwise, I'll I'll give you an option to come in to come into the um, you know what I think is a is, is a good time is is, is having fun because I want everybody around me to to have fun. And I think when the two of us are are on fire in a in a particular room, it could, it probably is quite taxing for for other people. It can but. be, yeah, yeah. And the, I think you need to be aware of that as well, though, because sometimes if you are like quite high energy, like me and you are, we can spend so much time trying, because sometimes people don't want to be included. No matter what you do, some people are like, eh, it's just not, you know, we are all 100% different, uh, especially socially as well. And sometimes knowing that, eh, I'm trying to include you, but you're quite happy just sat there in the corner on your phone doing whatever it is, right, fine. If you're happy doing that, then I'm not excluding you, but I'm, you know, I'm not including you. So that that's quite difficult sometimes to make that that judgment call. Back into a work context, it's quite similar to what goes on here. Although everyone's interested in doing the same thing, they all want to go underwater. They all want to look at look at nice things. They want the experience, the bit of adventure. But people deal with that in different ways. So some people want it for the thrill of it. You know, getting the equipment on, rolling in into the water. Where there's a fast current or potentially big animals. Other people that's kind of second nature to them. They, they want to go and do it because it's relaxing or it's their their happy place or their place where they zone out. It's understanding what people's sort of needs are when you go diving, that everyone's different. So that that parallels in so many other things in sort of day-to-day life as well. You know, everybody takes so many different things out of what we do. So you kind of have to become a little bit of a, an expert in spotting what people are interested in because most people don't tell you, oh, I want to look at small things. Oh, I just want to be in the water and bob around. Oh, I want a bit of a thrill seek. You have to kind of decipher what people's requirements are. And as you said, it's no different when you're in a room with lots of people. Everyone wants different things. So you can't please everybody all the time, and nor should you. We used to write on toilet doors, um, which we then found out was uh, environmentally unsound. And But what we would write on these uh, toilet doors was what sort of advice or guidance you would give to your 15-year-old self. However, we now change that, and it's now blogs. Who so used to write on toilet like, doors? You used to write on toilet not, doors? Not really. We're talking about metaphorically. You used to leave your phone number. The, the Happy Oxygen <laughs> podcast, yeah. Not those sort of toilet doors. Um, With so, a little hole in what? the cubicle. I never knew what those holes were for, Simon. You never did no, tell me. Never, no idea. No idea. Glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> right. Um, back in the room. So we, not that room, we need to find door, out. <laughs> we need to find out what exactly your blog would say so let's say the top three tips that you would give 15 year old ed smith now you've had the benefit of another 15 years at least life on this planet <laughs> have you read my blog not recently no, you do well, a blog? Okay. yeah absolutely much more interesting than the three questions i'm just about to give you uh right uh, so what, what do you want three things what that i'm what, going to tell my 15 year old self yeah about life and you know now yeah. you're a little bit older that girl in your class really doesn't like you. Stop trying. That's going to be the first one, definitely. And the second one? Um, 
there are no shortcuts. So, you Ooh, know, I like that. You've got to work hard, no matter what it is you're doing. There are no shortcuts. There, actually, there's a bit of background to that. I saw something on it, pops up on my social media, Facebook, and God knows what else, all the time. So, I play the guitar. I've played the guitar for 30 years, pretty much. And this thing, I follow all these people on Instagram and Facebook. And this one guy pops up all the time, learn to play guitar like a pro in three weeks or whatever. The shortcuts to all the tips to, to make you a, an amazing guitarist. I thought, you know what? It's absolute, it's rubbish. It, there are no shortcuts. No one can teach you how to do something like a professional in, in three weeks. doesn't matter what it is you're doing or three months or three years. The only way you can get proficient at something and do something to a higher level is by time, spending time doing something. So, you know, and it takes time to understand that sometimes. But if you're playing music or, I don't know, uh, being a racing car driver or a, a scuba diving instructor, then you need to put the hours in. And sometimes it's at the detriment to so many other things as well, because you look like a crazy person because you're just doing that one thing over and over and over and over again. But it's practice and rehearsing or getting good at something or practicing skills or whatever it is, your sales pitch for your job. You just have to put the time in. So all these people that are selling shortcuts and the quick way to do stuff, ah, don't believe it. It's all rubbish, all lies. Yeah, there aren't shortcuts. That's it. That's my second one. Excellent. And your third? Move away from England. Go somewhere warm yes. and sunny. <laughs> Go somewhere where the water's warm and the sky is blue. The weather makes a big difference. So it's not everything, but it does make a huge difference. I often, uh, I mean, and, and, and Kelly and I have often had these discussions. And, you know, I mean, there is there is various things, obviously, keeping us in Milton Keynes, not least of all family and, uh, and, and, and children and such like. But we do often sort of things like, like you say, there's, there's so many different facets in life and, and the weather and the location. I mean, you and I, you and I both love the sea. And, and we, we do wonder why we still persist in uh, certainly from a Milton Keynes perspective living as far away from the coast as uh, as humanely possible yeah you're and pretty much something... slap bang in the middle of the country aren't you about the furthest yeah. point I think it's about 12 miles away from Milton Keynes is the furthest point from the sea in either direction it is and, and and especially in this last sort of 18 months where I know your your job very much hands-on you need to be near people and uh, and and you know and, and do stuff in the sea but my job is, you know, being online, you know, I could have quite easily delivered that in Lamanga and yeah, you could do it anyway, and you? That. Yeah, and it's always... That's one thing uh, we've noticed from uh, the last couple of years with the uh, pandemic is that we've come across a lot of customers that have um, sort of changed the way that they, they work. So a lot of guys that are guys and girls that are IT and, you know, all that developers or, or that sort of stuff that have just said, you know what, stuff it. I don't need to be in the UK anymore or not just UK, but from other European countries. And they've sort of become nomadic in their lifestyle. We've come across so many people that have got uh, camper vans or have moved into mobile homes and are just traveling around the country. They spent the last two years just moving around Europe, um, but still working. So still logging on and still doing their, I don't know, computer programming or, or whatever it is they're doing, you know, all their, all their networking they can still do. And they're loving it. It's a complete change of lifestyle. They're still earning the money that they were earning before, but they're not sat at home. So it, it's, a, it's a huge step change. And we've seen, we've noticed it dramatically in the last 18 months, two years, that a lot of people, that a lot of our customers are, are changing the way they sort of approach their life. So that's very cool. I think that's a really, a really good, a good change. I know it's a small one, but um, tomorrow morning I'm working out of Centre Parks. Um, See, so there, that be... the best place to be. Wow. Going down, <laughs> the, zip, going down the slide, morning. you know, in the water park <laughs> with, your, with your laptop on that. Wee! 
and that won't be tomorrow morning when this is released, obviously, because this is a you know this is filmed in in the past uh, when people will actually listen to it. But ah, yeah, sorry, yeah, so it'll be I'm tomorrow morning, three weeks ago. Working exactly, yeah, working working from centre park. Yeah, the new working from home. What's your go-to song? Ah, impossible question, isn't it? That impossible question. Anything, anything with I, a bit of guitar in it. That's it for me. I'm a guitar <laughs> freak, so I don't care what it is. If it's got a big guitar in it, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you and I could probably chat all day, and I, I do, I do plan on doing extended, uh, extended podcasts in the future. Um, however, uh, we have got to the last question. Well, keep the and recording the last... button going, and just record everything, and then pick and choose the best bits for your after-show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Three hours. Um, Ed Smith, Scuba Mercia, uh, founder and owner. What is your favourite childhood sweet, and why? Does it have to be a sweet? Can it be a chocolate bar? You can you uh, again. All questions we ask are completely open to your own interpretation. Right. Okay. They, I, I think it's got to be the Drifter. So, um, do they still do Drifters? Well, I don't know. I haven't lived in England for six years, so I wouldn't know. But Ed, the founder and owner of Scuba Mercia, which is Spain's premier Paddy Five Star Training Centre. Thank you so much for being a guest on Happy Oxygen. Podcast. You are very welcome. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you. <laughs>